and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Jonathan. Want to take a minute and apologize. We had some technical difficulties recording the podcast Sunday. So uh, I wanted just to take a few minutes and share with you my message. That way you'd uh, know what we preached on. And I believe that you'll be blessed by this as well. Uh, I preached Sunday on the master of the sea. We're continuing going through the gospel of Mark. And this week we came to Mark chapter number four. Uh, verse 35 through 41. And we are doing a series within the Gospel of Mark called Amazed. And this begins a section of scripture in Mark's Gospel uh, where several situations in a row it says that people were amazed at Jesus. And uh, I thought it'd be neat to just take some time and look at each of these stories individually and really look at what is Mark trying to communicate about Christ and the experiences that people had with him. So uh, let me go ahead and read the scripture to you again. Mark chapter number four, verse 35 through 41. This is what it says. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side and leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat just as he was and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And when they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Verse 40 says, He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So I want to look at today, uh, what does it mean to be amazed by Jesus? What does it mean to be in awe of him? I think that one of the things you cannot ignore from the scripture is that people who are close to Jesus are continually amazed by him. Because the closer you get to Jesus, the more you are around him, the more you're going to be amazed by him. And this is one of the clearest stories, I think one of the the neatest stories, where we see what it means to to see Jesus in his fullness. And so if you want to uh, take notes or you're following along, I want you to to take note of just a few things that we learn from this scripture. First of all, this is more than a mere storm. It's more than a mere storm. If you recall a couple of weeks ago, I, I preached on uh, the disciples and, and really there's only two occupations that we have of the disciples of the 12 um, and that's fishermen and then one tax collector. So the majority uh, you could say, uh, of the disciples were either fishermen or or were around fishermen. So they knew the sea. They were accustomed to being out on the water. It was no big deal to be caught in an occasional, um, you know, little storm, some rain, some wind, no big, no big deal. In fact, the Sea of Galilee here, um, it sits about six to 700 
feet below sea level. So it's down there. Interestingly, just 30 miles to the north is Mount Hermon. And the elevation for that is 9,000 feet above sea level. So it is a drastic change just within 30 miles. You have a 9,000 foot hilltop and then going down to Galilee, you have a 700 or so foot below sea level body of water. And so what would happen was the warm uh, air would meet the cold mountain air right there at the Sea of Galilee. And they would, it would oftentimes result in some, some pretty bad storms. But again, if you're a fisherman, you've got to get out on the water. So it's no big deal. You just get out there and you deal with it. But this was a, a storm so much so that, that they thought there would be no way out. They, they really thought that this storm specifically uh, was going to, was going to be their end. You know, and interestingly too, this is one of the few stories in the, in the gospels where we really tend to sympathize with the disciples. Most of the time we're looking at the scripture thinking, you knuckleheads, why don't y'all get it? You know, because we think we're, we're so much better or something. But, but the reality is, is that we look at this story and we're like, man, that, I would be scared if I was out on a body of water and, and the waves were coming into the boat so much so that I thought I was going to drown. So this is more than just an occasional slight storm. They really thought they were perishing. In fact, that's what they say to Jesus. Do you not care that we are perishing? They thought there would be no way out. And you know, storms represent so many things that happen in our lives. Although we're not fishermen living 2000 years ago, we all go through storms. We all go through things that man, they feel like a storm. It just feels like everything's out of control. We thought we were able to manage everything, but there's hardships, there's difficulties, there's seasons of tribulation and challenges, and it just gets tough. And occasionally we come across something where it feels like this is going to be the one that there's no way out. This one's going to do me in. I'm not going to be able to overcome here. I've been there. I don't know if you've been there, but the disciples certainly were there, and I've been there as well. Here's the second thing I want you to to note. Uh, Jesus doesn't keep his disciples away from storms. He doesn't keep his disciples from storms. In fact, if you look at verse 35, it's Jesus's idea. He says, let's go across to the other side. And it's not that massive of a body of water. So presumably they, they were, they were not out on the water for, for a a terribly long time, but they're out there and, and says, let's go across to the other side. It's Jesus's idea. (laughs) Uh, you know, I think that a lot of people assume if they follow Jesus, that Jesus will keep them back will keep them away from every storm in life. And that's simply not the case. Well, it's true that that he does prevent a lot of things from happening to us. He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Those who are weary and heavy laden. God is the God of all comfort. He's our protector. He's our provider. Um, He's the shepherd and, and he takes care of his sheep. That's true. But he doesn't keep his disciples out of all storms. And this is true for us in life. He won't keep us, his followers, his loved ones. He will not keep us away from the storms. This is true. Instead, he goes with us. Jesus did not keep his disciples from the storms. He went with them. 
You know, Jesus doesn't keep them safe by their standards or our standards. If you read the Gospels carefully, he's constantly getting them into trouble. And I don't mean morally, but I mean situations that they don't expect. I mean, this is Jesus. He called them and said, come and follow me. Maybe they thought they'd be reading scrolls all the time, stroking their beards and sipping tea. Instead, he's like, hey, let's go to this graveyard and cast out demons. Let's go over here. I'm going to walk on water. And they get into a lot of sticky uh, situations, a lot of storms, and there's just no escaping it, that we as followers of Christ, God's going to take us through some stuff. But the promise is, is that when we go through deep waters, he'll be with us. Here's the third thing that happens. Jesus rebukes the storm. And I love this. They have to wake him up. They have to wake him up. In fact, they, they even ask him this question, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Now, I don't want to skirt over this uh, too fast. This is a genuine question. I mean, the disciples had been with Jesus for a little while. They knew his power. They knew his claims. They knew that he was beginning to teach that he's the son of man. And, and they understood enough to know about him that, that this is a good man, that he has compassion on the sick, that he can do the miracles, that he has a unique relationship with the Father. And yet, in a certain situation, it triggers the emotion and it causes the, the mind to begin to doubt. And they say, don't you care? Have you ever asked Jesus that question? Have you ever ever asked God that question when you're going through a storm? God, don't you care? Don't you care that I'm trying to get my life turned around? Don't you care that my family's falling apart? Don't you care that my business is struggling? Don't you care about my finances, my marriage, my church, whatever it is? Don't you care? Interestingly, before Jesus answers the disciples, he first addresses the storm. He simply gets up and he speaks to the storm. And the Bible says that immediately, immediately, as in right away, not progressive, not over a a period of time, but right away, instantaneously, the storm stops. And literally what that means there is that the winds, the waves, everything was still and smooth as glass. So, so the picture is that one minute they're soaking wet. They're, these are seasoned fishermen who are afraid that they're going to die. They're just moments away from perishing, as they say. And out of nowhere, Jesus gets up, still rubbing the, the sleep out of his eyes and says, stop, storm, be still. And the Bible says that it was as smooth as glass. You know, in the ancient times, the, the sea represented the tumultuous world, the unstable world, the untamable world. Um, and, and to be out on the sea was a little bit was a little bit dangerous. Nobody could conquer the sea. The sea was unconquerable. In fact, the word sea was just a euphemism for for danger itself, the seas of life. And John, who's who's there, one of the guys in the boat later when he writes his apocalypse uh, in the book of Revelation in chapter 21, he says of the new heavens and new earth, there was no more See, I don't think that means there's no more large bodies of water. He says there's no more tumultuous, uh, unconquerable water. So the sea was something to be feared. But Jesus is the master of the sea. It's amazing. And here's here's the next point I want you to, to take note of. Nextly, Jesus focuses on the disciples' faith. 
Notice this. He doesn't deny that there was a storm. He doesn't deny that the waves and the winds were there. In fact, he speaks to them, acknowledging their presence. Instead, what he does is he focuses on the disciples' faith. He doesn't turn to them and say, what storm, guys? What are y'all talking about? There's no storm. Just close your eyes, be happy, and be positive. Uh, Never think about a storm again. No, he doesn't do that. Instead, he focuses on the disciples' faith. God is so committed to growing our faith, to establishing as a firm foundation our faith, that sometimes the best places for us to really know what our faith is in and and how strong our faith is, is in a storm. So faith is not amazing because of its strength. Faith is amazing because of its source. He's not, Jesus is not saying there, by the way, uh, you just need to have faith in faith. He's saying there, you need to have faith in me. When he says, where's your faith? He says, he he's really um, articulating, where is your faith in me? You see, faith is only as good as its object, not its intensity. He's saying, I want you to trust me. That's what Jesus is after, even in the storms, especially in the storms, he's after our trust. The next point is this, and this is really where we get to the interesting part of the story. The disciples were amazed and filled with fear after Jesus calms the storm. Did you catch that? You see, before the storm, it says that they're afraid. Of course they are. They thought they were going to perish. They thought they were perhaps seconds away from being tossed into the sea and dying a, a, a really difficult death and never being able to have a proper burial, never being able to, to see your loved ones again. And, and th- this is an incredible fear. Um, and, and the Bible says that right after uh, Jesus calms the storm, it, it doesn't say that they just went, whew, okay, well, that's good. We can go back to normal. No, they didn't high five Jesus to say that. Wow, that was pretty cool. I sure would like to see that again. The Bible says that they, their jaws were dropped, that they were, they were more shaken afterwards than they were before. Literally, the Bible says they were filled with great fear. And they said to one another, who is this? Who is this? You see, they couldn't control the storm and they were afraid they might die. But when everything was made right, they were faced with a new kind of fear, a new kind of amazement. And that sort of amazed unsettled them. You see, they they realized a few things. They realized this, that the man in the boat with them was more than they realized. And that's what caused them to be amazed. They also realize that just as they can't control the sea, they can't control this man. (laughs) They even said, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They can sort of understand the the evil spirits having to obey him. They can can sort of wrap their minds around people doing miracles, uh, uh, him doing miracles for people like like, uh, uh, the person who had the withered hand and the paralytic and the sick people brought out on their mats all throughout the street. They can sort of wrap their minds around this, but this is a brand new category because the sea, the wind, the waves, they have to obey him. They also realize this in answer to their question, don't you care? 
the fact that he calms the storm means he actually does care for them. And that shook them. That caused them to to be wide-eyed and to look around and say, oh my goodness, this guy is more than we realized. You know, the whole point of this message for our application is this. When was the last time that you've been so amazed by Jesus that you've been unsettled? That it's caused you to be a little bit shaken? That it's caused you to be a little bit unnerved? Because the one that you've sworn your allegiance to, the one that you've said yes to, the one that you've said you are my Lord and you are my Savior is more than just a, a genie in a bottle. He's, he's not a mere uh, provider in the sense of giving you material goods. This is the king of the sea. This is the one who can take every single hardship in our life and in an instant make it go away. And if and when he does, what is your response going to be? What's my response going to be when everything I'm hoping for, everything I'm praying for actually happens? Am I going to be amazed for four seconds and then walk away as if nothing happens? No, I'm going to stand there and say, oh my goodness, who is this man? And that's what Mark wants us to see, that it's before the storm they're afraid, but afterwards their life is forever changed. Not only that, y'all, but as we go through these next several stories, I want you to pay attention that a unique pattern is beginning to happen where everybody that encounters Jesus is afraid before, but after they get their miracle, after they get their answer, they are truly amazed. Well, here's the last thing I want us to focus on. Write this down if you're taking notes or just, just take a mental note of it. One greater than Jonah is here. One greater than Jonah is here. Did you notice there's some similarities in this story uh, with the with the book of Jonah, the story of Jonah in the Old Testament? Of course there are. You, you probably picked up on that. And no, it doesn't mention it right here, but elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus re- referring to himself says, one greater than Jonah is here. Well, what's he talking about? You see, I, I don't think that this story is meant as a a way for us to kind of snap out of our, quote, unbelief, and for us just to say, hey, we just need to trust Jesus at all times, and and even when we go through a storm, just, you know, whistle and and think happy thoughts, and it'll all go away. I I don't think that that's the the main point of the story. I think the main point of the story is for us to see a similarity between Jesus and Jonah, And, and here's why I say that. You see, both Jesus and Jonah were in a boat. Both Jesus and Jonah were in a boat that was taken over by a storm. Both Jesus and Jonah were asleep during the storm. Both Jesus and Jonah were awoken up by sailors saying, we're going to die. And in both cases, for Jesus and Jonah, a miracle occurs. Could it be that Mark is trying to demonstrate something about Jesus's ultimate mission in this story. Now, of course, there's application for our, our, our own storms. It's, it's, of course, there's, there's application for us to be able to see uh, how we're to trust Jesus when, when life gets difficult. Of course, we're to see that he can speak to our needs. But, but I think there's something more that's going on. You see, both Jonah and Jesus said, if I die, you will live. That's what Jonah told the men who woke him up. They said, he said, if you cast me into the storm, 
you guys will live. And here's what I mean when I say uh, one greater than Jonah is here. Jesus faced the ultimate storm so that we could actually be saved. (laughs) I love that. Jesus faced the ultimate storm so that we could rest in him. And just in that storm where the disciples thought they would perish, we see Jesus entering in willingly, joyously going to the cross, the greatest storm that no hurricane or storm or earthquake could ever even compare to. He went to the cross for us, the greatest storm of all, and he came out alive. That means this, that any storm you face and that I face Jesus knows what it's like. (laughs) He knows what it's like to go through a storm. He knows what it's like to be in in a difficult situation. He knows what it's like to feel pain. He knows what it's like to be betrayed. And yet he overcame. And so the point of this story is that he's the master of the sea, not by not by merely going around a storm, but by going through it. And so maybe today, right now, you're going through a situation and, and it feels like more than a mere storm. Well, I want you to be encouraged by this, that Jesus won't keep you away from all storms, but he will be with you in them. Hear the words of Jesus rebuking the storm and know that Jesus in an instant can immediately make everything turn around in your life in an instant. Also, Realize that Jesus will focus on your faith as well. Where is your faith in him? Where is your trust that he's always good, that he's always for you, that he's always going to bring you through? Also, when and if he does communicate to these storms in your life and cause them to stop, think about this. Would you be filled with that new kind of amazement? Would you be filled with that new kind of fear and that awe and wonder? And then lastly, are you looking to the one who's greater than Jonah? Are you looking to the one who on the cross faced the ultimate storm and he didn't escape? He said the same thing as Jonah. If I die, you will live. Jesus faced the ultimate storm so that we could rest in him. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that you continue to be amazed at him because he truly is amazing. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. God bless.